very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they hit a ball. All right, everybody, welcome to the Bogey Society podcast, episode 16. This week, we have something good for you guys. We have Nick's friend, Alec Bashy, on the show. Alec's an assistant superintendent at a course in the, a country club, actually, in the Michigan suburbs. So we talked to him about his experiences working at golf courses all over the country and at helping get the Detroit PGA Tour event set up. He volunteered there. So he had some great insights, some great stuff. And aside from that, we uh, kind of finished watching the workday live during that interview and saw all of that craziness unfold with Colin Morikawa really just honestly um, keeping his foot on the gas all day and not letting anybody catch him. And as everyone was talking about this week, that golf course is just, if you make a mistake, you're just waiting to make a, a double or a triple or even a quad. So uh, that was it was definitely uh, pretty some crazy golf to watch but uh, aside from that Nick how was your weekend man how, how did you have a good weekend yeah man it was a good weekend uh, spent uh, a lot of time reading this new book that I've been reading um, called uh, rich dad poor dad so I got it got really into that was doing a lot of uh, sports gambling on hockey this weekend it was eight and two on the weekend in, uh, in hockey betting hey yo um, so that was uh, a nice pickup for, for the weekend. Um, we went out to eat for my girlfriend's uh, birthday with her parents and um, had a nice steak dinner there. So it's, it's, been a, it's been a good weekend. Well, that's great, man. I'm glad to hear that you guys had fun and uh, happy birthday again to, to Electra. Another little, little family action going on this weekend. So that's, that's great to hear. I had a little cooking project this weekend myself. Um, as is tradition, it feels like every fucking weekend we have this podcast. It's just like what I do on the on the weekends. But this time we made a birria, which is a, a Mexican stew. Ooh. Um, it's made like traditionally, I guess it's goat meat. But like the version that got popularized here is has beef in it. So, bro, we went hard. Like I, I got these dried peppers, guajillo chilies, and we like toasted them in the pan and then we blackened these poblanos like over the open stove burner, peel mm-hmm. all the skin off. Um, and then you mix that and like tomatoes and some other shit in a blender, put it in the pot with the meat, let that shit stew up in the oven. And mm-hmm. then you make tacos and you, you dip the tacos in the stew mm-hmm. with the meat. And we made this taco that's like um, you fry the tortilla in like the fat a little right. bit from the stew. Mm-hmm. And then you put cheese on it and meat and then fold it all crispy, cheesy, yeah. delicious goodness. That sounds unreal. amazing cooking weekend for us. So real, dude. Yeah. So we're going hard. We're learning more and more. Uh, I'm, it's, ri- it's nice to, to eat fun stuff. So we'll definitely have to have a little, um, a little powwow soon, you know, cause I know you like to throw down in the kitchen too. So I do. Um, so recently, recently I haven't, but we haven't done too much cooking, but, uh, we've been steady on the fast food grind, but, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, love that man kitchen every once in a while. It's, I know it's bad for you, but I just, I heavily fuck with fast food and honestly I've gained some weight in quarantine, man. I really have. I don't know if I've talked about that on here, but I'm almost, I'm pushing two bills Ooh. and that's a lot. So I'm definitely eating too much of the junk food, maybe a little too much of the fast food, but the past few weeks I've been cutting down. Yeah, man, I've got a fucking metabolism of a fucking Ferrari, so it doesn't really... I don't understand how. You're like four years older than me, almost. No, three years. You're three years older than me. Yeah, I I, I don't really have anything other to, to say than I've got the metabolism of a Ferrari, and it just, I get through food so quickly. It's just in and out, and, uh, you know... 
on to the next meal, I guess. I eat so poorly every day, and I don't know how I'm not 250,000 pounds, but uh, it just uh, comes right back out, and uh, we're good to go for the next meal. I just don't know what it is. See, I what I recently, like, stopped having that. I recently, like, within the past year, for sure, I used to be. But also, like, I was thinking about, like, how much more active I was before all this, like, That's just true. from, like, going to class, because especially living here, like, I, I, I walk so many places, so right, right. I'm not getting that same amount of exercise now, but. I would yeah, also so. say that, like, I don't eat, like three square meals a day or anything like that. Like I'll eat like lunch and I don't eat like too much. And then I'll like eat dinner for the day. So like, it's not like I'm pounding like a bunch of food, but am I the food I do yeah. eat? It's not good, but like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not over consuming like a ton of food. So yeah, for like, sure. That probably helps, but yeah, is what it is. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's get into uh, the work day a little bit. That was, uh, it was quite the Sunday. The leaderboard was absolutely packed with every name you could imagine on the leaderboard. Um, it was a really exciting uh, round of golf we got to watch there. Morikawa was uh, kind of uh, in control pretty much all day. It kind of felt like maybe some of those guys were going to make a run. But at the end of the day, Morikawa was just absolutely nails out there and wasn't letting anybody come up uh come up on him which was uh very impressive to say the least with some of the shots that he had to hit out there yeah I mean it just this leaderboard honestly what it really shows is that Colin Morikawa just stomped on the field's necks um he gave no fucks about what he was doing out there he did his thing he shot two great rounds over the weekend um and or uh excuse me on Friday and and uh Saturday with a 64 and a 67 just and then uh, he didn't the, – the problem was a lot of these guys have had these huge mistakes, and I feel like you weren't seeing a lot of those from Colin Morikawa because it was so easy to get in these dead spots. But, like, Colin – you didn't see Colin making, like, really double, triple, anything like that, just, like, maybe a bogey here or there. And then a lot of pars and a lot of birdies on some of the days. So yeah, he almost tied Tiger's record for um, for this tournament. Um, he had, I think it was twenty four birdies in fifty four holes, and Morikawa had twenty three. Um, they tossed that stat out there earlier today. So he was on a mission. He played so good for the first three days, and he was kind of just really in cruise control for. Uh, today I think he was what one under through the day he didn't really have to do too much to kind of separate himself and uh, Colin yeah Colin was three under today yeah so I mean not like he was lighting the world on fire he just played you know smart golf and put his ball where he needed to be to you know make par make the occasional birdie to kind of separate himself and he did a very very good job I do want to talk about Victor Hovland because Victor was on fire today um he put out quite the performance to try and make a charge at him um he yeah, had, shot five under that's that's a solid day he uh you know had he had one small mess up with that bogey that kind of kind of took him out of it at there at the very end um but that shot he hit out of the the tall grass and his ball was like right up against a lip was one of the more impressive shots i've seen in a while um you know, and then for him to have the wherewithal to drop that birdie, that 10 foot birdie right after that was, was incredible. And it made a statement. I kind of really thought he was going to take charge after that. And then he made a bogey on the next hole, which kind of really took him out of, uh, out of contention there. So uh, it just shows how good that class of golfers is with Morikawa, um, Victor, Homa and Wolf. I mean, it seems like we talk about them every week because they're just so goddamn good. And, um, you know, they're really proving that, uh, you know, this next class of golfers is just completely like an elite group of golfers that is going to be here for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, how, oops, I, I, oopsies, my computer just did a weird thing. Hovland was literally in jail, like in jail. He was, it was reminiscent of Phil hitting driver out of the bush when he was holding his driver in there, like considering what to do. Mm-hmm. You're like, he's, he's done. If he doesn't, you're thinking he's going to hit an average shot, you know, it's not going to end up close to the hole in any way, shape or form. And then somehow he just, he hit it close to the hole out of that 
garbage lie, like backswing into a bunch of grass. No, you're dead. Like you and me are chopping out of there and then we're probably chipping from the bottom of the hill, like because we didn't get it up. And then you're probably sticking one solidly close. And then I probably either have it back in my back in my feet or bladed into the bunker in front of the green there. But um yeah, that was just uh ballsy of Victor. So shout out to him. He didn't have the driver when he hit it, I know, but he was practicing with the driver. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a really solid tournament. Um, you know, the Cameron Smith had the solo lead on Saturday and just blew up and had five balls in the water. Um, that was tough, and he still ended up getting. I think he sneaked into the top, the uh, uh, top ten. He uh, shot. No, I think he, he was probably out of it because he ended up at minus 12, I think, or minus 10. Um, but to come back after having such a horrendous day was, uh, you know, pretty pretty ballsy for him. And, um, yeah, this course was was tough, man. It was capable of uh, giving you your medicine um, whenever. And, you know, you had a lot of people that went and shot like an 80 and then shot like a 66 or 67 the next day. So, like, this course was just kind of all over the map and – um it was an exciting course to watch like you kind of got to watch some of these you know the most consistent players in the world put up a triple bogey or you know put balls in the water that they usually don't like cam smith put two balls in the water consecutively like that just doesn't happen you know so um it's uh it's the mullet the golf gods are punishing him for that disgusting haircut (laughs) dude but you know i don't even think that five is a fair line for like over under balls in the water for me playing that golf course like I feel like a fair over under is like 10 balls in the water maybe yeah, that I can't, really it's like 80% water it looks like it's, yeah. I mean Especially it's ridiculous those, those two couple holes where they have to go over the water like to that to the water's on the left side and you gotta go up and you bite off as much as you can chew or whatever to get on that other side like Rory the, took a line that it was 320 to carry yeah. the water ridiculous and i can't even express to you how much i would have been stressing about that water on the left side even with my banana slice i would still end up in that water somehow yeah because you might accidentally like what if you block one out left you know you never know that's that's when that shot comes in the comes into play it's just in my head whenever i see water left i'm like all right like I've got, let me just, let me just close the shit out of the face on this one. Just hit a fucking missile straight as an arrow right towards my line that I was, uh, it was hitting towards, which never happened. Yeah. Yeah. When you're, your line is you aim, you aim way left and it it peels back. And what your unfortunate miss is when you aim left and it just goes straight left, which is funny. You, cause sometimes you aim left and then you just hit this, you hit the straightest ball you've ever hit in your life. Like just a frozen rope. Yeah, absolute frozen bro and it i am like damn bro if only you'd been turned 45 degrees further to the right on that swing if i could figure out when that when that shot was coming out of my bag i would be um, so much better of a golfer but i am genuinely just as shocked as anybody else when that ball goes straight off of my club and i'm like wow like how did that even happen? Like I've yeah. made a career out of my banana hook and it just doesn't, it just didn't do it on that shot. Like what, what, what happened there? That weight in that Titleist driver. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, like for real, on on call, talking about Colin, like he just, uh, he shot every round under par. He had, he had that Saturday or that uh, Friday 64. That's li- how many under par is that? That's eight under par. That's a, that's a great round. And, also, I just need to cry to you really quick about Tony Finau because <laughs> I bet on him to be in the top five this week. Yeah. He shot even par on Saturday and Sunday after going four under and five under Thursday, Friday. So that's a pretty solid start to the week. And then you just you don't do you don't do anything on the weekend. You're in the same position that you went into Saturday on. Yeah, I think you're, um, uh, you're in the same boat as many people that bo- uh, bet, bet on uh, Tony Fino to do anything. It's uh, just a scoring, um, scoring bet for most people when they put money on to- Tony Fino to do anything. And that's why I avoid him at all costs when betting on anything. But, you know, the thing is, is like, I really did choose the wrong week to bet on him because he's finished, he's come off three. He had two T2s and then a solo second 
And you can't just continuously get second place over and over. I think he, I can't remember. I think he was coming off of five top fives in a row, four or five top fives. So you can't just expect someone to keep making top fives consecutively. I'm he's going to have more top fives this season. Like I still think Tony Finau in the top five is a good bet, but like, it was definitely time for him to have a week where he was a little slower. I mean, he still finished uh, solo 14th. Like, that's not bad. That's a good paycheck. I wonder what the paycheck is. For some reason, it's not showing the, the bread. Why Let's not? see. What WGC Workday Earnings. Okay. I got the article. Here we go. She's loading. She's loading. She's loading. She's loading. Colin Morikawa gets $1.82 million. Yeah, that's a nice day. That, dude, Wad Wednesday coming up for Colin, that's that's going to be sick. And he just lives out in, in Las Vegas with his girlfriend and their dog and just, like, bulls and just is rich as fuck. She golfs, too, so yeah, they're just having fun. Tony Finau with a uh, $165,000 uh, check right there so you know that's not gonna hurt when it hits the bank account on wednesday nope um but yeah i think that's kind of all i really have for for the tournament um wait i got one more thing the three guys that finished t2 all got seven hundred eighty three thousand three hundred thirty three dollars well that's uh that's a that's a good day that's a good day yeah it's a great day so i do got one um, horror story um, for uh, golf this week, and we uh, we were slacking a little bit, couldn't get to uh, the uh, fan or foe for this week. It's going to be a little bit of shorter shorter podcast here, but um, so the horror story of the week is we I don't know where these people were at on a golf course, but they um, it was a wife and um, husband, and they were out golfing, and this guy hit his drive into sort of like deep rough. He was walking, you know, over towards his ball, trying to find it. And he kept hearing like a sprinkler noise, but he like didn't like uh, the water like wasn't turning on or, or whatever. So but every time he'd like step closer to like to an area, he would, you know, hear like a sprinkler noise. And every time he would stop moving, it would stop. Um, he ends up finding his golf ball and he, um, you know, tra- is trying to hack it out of the rough. And all of a sudden he feels like a pinch in it, like a burning pinch in his ankle. Turns out that that sprinkler was not a sprinkler and that it was a rattlesnake and it had bit him in the ankle. And he had then to obviously stop the round and make a quick trip to the ER. Um, That right there is an absolute nightmare of a story for me. I would be panicking to no end of how scary that situation would be. Yeah, you... uh... Nick, I gotta be honest. I was trying to find something on the page one more time, and I, and I need you to uh, I need you to tell me the end of the story real quick one more time of him. what pinched his ankle. A what pinched his ankle? A, a rabbit. A rattlesnake. A rat. A rattlesnake. Oh, that is an absolute horror story. You don't really fuck with reptiles, Nick, do you? No, I don't. I don't fuck. You're not I don't a reptile fuck. guy. I, I'm not. I'm, I do not fuck with snakes in any type of fashion at all. Um, I remember. <laughs> Um, I remember I was at a party one time uh, back in the day and this person came into the party with a boa like around his neck and he was like selling edibles to people at the party and I was literally like we got to leave this place like, like a boa constrictor yeah. like a big snake oh my yeah, goodness snake, dude like this snake was like uh, uh, two four like four feet long bro and he just had this bitch just wrapped around his fucking like neck like it was fucking nothing and I was like dude like no like we're not dude I don't dislike snakes. I'm, I like. I think they're kind of cool, but like poisonous snakes, I I will stay the fuck away from. Like a rattlesnake, I would I would shit myself if I saw it in real life. I'd be absolutely terrified. But you just don't like big snakes, huh? I don't like any snake. Like any okay. any snake yeah. in any facet. Like they're just disgusting creatures. I don't see a purpose for them in the world. Um, if there, if, if there was a tax, if the United States came out and was like, I'll tax you, uh, 0.5%, um, a year, but we eradicate snack, uh, snakes and spiders, you, I would pay that tenfold. Wow. 
Absolutely. Man, I feel the same way, but about bats, that's my bugaboo. So we all got our bugaboos. That's fair. You know, uh, we can all be freaked out about our own little sometimes irrational things. But uh, yeah, this was a great pod. Congratulations to Colin Moore. Cow, pretty uh, disappointing for Nick and I losing our money this weekend uh, on the golf, but it's no worries. You know, we've always got next week. So Yep. So everyone, as always, go check out our link in our bio to go check out some of our merch that we've been posting um, on our page. Um, you know, we got some really good stuff on there. So go check that out. Get yourself some Bogey Society gear. Um, we've gotten some feedback on people that have, uh, you know, gotten some of our stuff and it's uh, they've really enjoyed it. It's uh, some really cool stuff. So make it's sure very soft. Very soft. These are These very, are very, soft, very, on very the soft. So make sure you go check those out um and uh yeah enjoyed this uh this interview with our, our good be- our good buddy um you know he had uh, a little bit of a internet connection issues so it's a little bit tough to hear him at sometimes but uh bear with us and it's a uh, it's a it's a good interview and some good insight on stuff so but uh other other than that we'll uh catch you guys uh next week all right everybody we got a guest this week on the bogey society podcast we got alec bashy alec works at a golf course he's a superintendent at a club in michigan alec what's up how you doing nice to meet you hey guys thanks for having me on how you doing great great alec uh nick obviously is alec's friend because i'm in the chicago area there in michigan so nick how do you know alec so we played in a golf outing together um, last year at one of my favorite golf clubs um, uh, around here. And uh, yeah, we played, we played in a golf outing and we kind of kicked it off. And, um, you know, that was right at the beginning of when we were going to start, uh, you know, basically all of our stuff or whatever. And he hit me up, you know, after and was like, Hey, if you ever need anyone for an interview, you know, don't be afraid to shout out. So I was like, definitely, man. And uh, we have him on. We actually had a pretty funny, funny story. I honestly, do believe we would have won we that, definitely would have won that thing if where, where was hit it? Us with the golf cart blackheath yeah. in rochester hills yeah it's and a, someone it's a hit you style course someone hit you yeah so we were coming up it was me um and my friend summer we were in the in the cart in front of us and we had stopped at the at the tee box and calvin wasn't really paying attention and he hit us like full force with the golf cart and uh Yo. It, I think uh, we can cuss summer. We knocked you out. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It was not we handicapped. Then we bogeyed that hole. So yeah. we we really we were we were looking to be almost six under. I think we were yeah. five under, uh, I believe. And then we bogeyed it, put a four under, and it was like, yeah. oh no. Well, that's just bullshit because you guys just absolutely had it, and then you were rattled because and, someone and the, thing ourselves, was, the thing was is we were coming off of a eagle on the hole before that. We had eagled oh, that hole, God. and then we were like, we were super jacked. We were like, yep. we, we knew we were in the lead at that point, and then we were like, all right, we're just gonna, you know, birdie this par three real quick, make the turn, and we're we're off and rolling. And then we we got hit by the car, and it kind of threw us into a little bit of a tilt, and. uh we ended up parring out the rest of the nine holes and on the final hole, we were still in the lead. Um, and the group behind us knew that they had to birdie to win. And everybody was around the green watching this group. They were the last group and, um, they hit like, a not a great drive and their second shot wasn't great either. And they were about like 150 yards out from the hole and they canned it from 150 yards to beat blind. us. Blind shot. They had no clue they hit it. We all yeah. were standing at the green like going crazy because it was the wildest thing you'd ever seen. But right. they had no clue until, you know, they scored it. it was Some crazy. people have a gene in their body that just allows them to do things in tense situations. Just the clutch gene is for real because the fact that how infrequently does that happen in the one time that that's going to happen to you? Not who the mm-hmm. hell, I mean, unless they were really sick, you know, I mean, yeah. but even now, still, he's a good golfer, but yeah, like he pulled golfer. that out of, you know, his bag of tricks. Right there. Yeah, <laughs> no one's just holding out all the time. And to do it in that stance when they're like, what trying to beat you guys by making a birdie on the lap, that's right. just clutch as hell. That's amazing. Yeah. Honestly, you got to respect that, but also exactly. you kill like, that person. for sure. We were for was sure a little upset about the situation, but like you honestly can't be that mad because the kid hold out from 150 yards. You right. It was back. so cool. Like yeah. just to witness, it was like, all right, I got, if I'm going to lose, that's how I'm going to lose, 100%. you know, like hundred it was, it I was have, crazy too. Like he, um, it was, it was one of those shots where as soon as it hit the green, 
I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was like it hit the green and I was like, oh, it's it, it's in the hole. Like and then it did. It was like, oh boy. Yeah, I, I had the same thought. As soon as I saw it hit the green, I was like, oh man, this is gonna be super close or like it's in. And I just kept watching this ball trickle closer and closer to going in. I was like, God yeah. damn it. Like that ball is for sure going in. And then like everybody erupted around the screen. It was it was honestly like one of the cooler things I've ever seen is everyone was like freaking out. Yeah, everyone charged the green. Yeah, yeah was, that yeah, was fun. That's really cool. that's the coolest way to experience that. Like I've never seen a hole out or a hole in one like from any like ma- like relevant distance, you know, off, yeah. off the edge of the green, you know, everyone's hit like one of those, but I've never seen one like from out in the fairway or hole in one. So that's pretty amazing that you guys got to see one in a, a very in a tournament. That's yeah. awesome. Un- so. Unfortunately, it was against us, but it was yeah. still, still very cool to see. <laughs> So Alec, I have a question for you. I know that yeah. I've all, I've seen some some crazy stuff happen working at the golf course just because like people do stupid stuff or random situations happen. Uh, but I was wondering what is the like craziest thing that you've ever experienced working at the golf course? Like mine is like I saw a mo- someone flipped a mower into a pond, you know, like some some crazy ass shit just like I'm- I've been the, I've been the person who flipped a mower. I flipped a mower oh, into a bunker shit. one time. It was like the bunker dropped like ten feet off the green, and I like I made a turn on a wet turn and I slipped and I like as I'm like falling, I had to jump off of the mower just because I was like that was scary. And I've seen I've seen a couple people. Um, you know, you're out there working really hard. A lot of people are trying to get as much done as possible and cut some corners sometimes and. I think some of the craziest stuff I end up seeing in the golf course uh, to me is a lot of the wildlife and the animals you kind of end up seeing. Oh. I've seen, I've seen bears on the golf course when I worked in Denver, I work, oh uh, I see bald God. eagles out around here and coyotes and stuff like that. And you just kind of see oh. how they're interacting. And to me, that's crazy in itself. Cause they're just like, some of them you're in a city and you're just interacting with, you know, what's going on there. And they love, they use the golf course as like a, a nature reserve. Yeah, that is that's wild. You saw a mm-hmm. bear? Holy shit. I saw I saw it was a mom bear and two cubs and they walked like they literally like I pulled up to like one of the tee boxes mm-hmm. and I look in the distance and I'm like, uh, what the fuck is that? And it's just this big black bear just walking across the fairway. And I was like, that that is crazy. I would have myself. Oh, Me yeah. too. I would have been absolutely terrified. And there's courses like the people in Canada and, and different areas, they get moose, you get elk, you get, you know, all sorts of stuff around that. I've just seen lots of cool stuff. I've actually seen a, a rattlesnake, um, a Michigan rattlesnake at a, uh, a golf course around here. Dang, that's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, I was, uh, I was terrified. I like was, I was at, um, what's that course called? It's over in Troy, um, Sanctuary Lakes. Mm-hmm. um and yeah i hit a ball i think it's like the second hole second or third hole but there's like a marshy area or whatever and i was like looking for my golf ball because i was pretty close to it or whatever and i heard the the rattling and mm-hmm. i looked up and i saw the sign it was like watch out for rattlesnakes i was like oh oh okay mm-hmm. and i heard the rattle i like looked over and um, i saw his little tail flickering and i was like you can have that one chief that one's all I'm, you i'm out i'm yep. out <laughs> I love yeah. snakes, but I'm like, all right, that ball's lost, huh? Free drop. Yeah, free drop. For sure. Snakes are cool, but venomous yeah. snakes in the wild are definitely a little yeah, no uh, intense. But, um, man, that's crazy. You guys have seen some crazy animals. Like, the most I've ever seen is, like, I saw a blue heron, but, like, yep, that's pretty common. Often. Never, Yeah, exactly. I've never seen, like, a fucking bear. That's pretty crazy. But we're, one time, though, I ha- they made me go and pick up this goose that died on the 13th hole oh, big yo, old dead goose been and there like, before i dude i'm not good with that type of stuff like i went up to that goose with these tongs and like every time i touched it i felt like it was gonna jump or something you know because it, <laughs> it's dead though but it was yeah oh, <laughs> you don't trust it, it. No, yeah no hell no i was i was terrified so i'm a little baby wimp for that <laughs> it'd be like that um what um what did you guys do what was one of your jobs like on what was like your main job? I'd say like in the morning when you came in. Uh, uh, I rolled greens for a little bit. Okay. I, I enjoyed doing that, but uh, yeah, I, I and then I would cut fairways every once in a while. But I'm I mostly was cutting cutting the the greens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had 
honestly, like most, there were some older guys, and our courses are a little bit smaller, you know, like small metropolitan area, whereas you guys yeah. are kind of a little bigger up in Detroit area. Yeah. Like, but so the older guys did like most of the greens mowing, the fairway mowing and stuff. And like, man, I was basically just the bitch, like, got there, garbage run. That's where you okay. start go rake all the bunkers yo yeah so then but even still like once on my second year like they would let me mow rough and they would let me mow fairways but on like only on a t-mower they'd give me like one fairway and a t-mower they wouldn't let yep. me use the fairway mower so but i got to do a little bit of stuff and really all that mattered to me was i got to play all the free golf i wanted yep. at three different yep. golf That's, courses so, that was you know. uh, the main source of why i worked at the golf course was that uh, every, every golf course has those people i know i used to know a guy i used to work at birmingham country club here and yeah it's it's the main reason he works there is because he can play free golf and it just every course has those guys it's it's a great perk i mean not every you don't get that type of perk like you can't play yeah. a country club you know some yeah. sometimes they don't like some guys don't care though you know like that want to play the free golf then they don't right. really care about working there right or like it's, it's i guess though people that do, that don't care about the golf at all probably don't care about the job sometimes too so that's the right thing about about the thing that when i was working at maple lanes i still get to play there for free even though i don't work there anymore yeah like i get to bring my buddies and play for free too so i just call up like my manager that (laughs) that i used to you know he used to be my manager or whatever and be like hey man like can i come out and play and he's like yeah and he's like how many you got like you know how throws you out that's that's sweet he tosses me a little receipt and we just get out there Dude, they, my place was not like that at all. Like, even one time my friend would pay the greens fee and I just tried to finesse him on the cart. One time I tried to finesse him a range token and the, and the lady <laughs> called me out and she was like, who's, she was like, oh, who's that for? I'm like, me, I'm going to hit two buckets. And then she was watching me when I walked out and I just walked back in. I'm like, it's for my friend here. I'm paying for it. Wow. Like, yeah. I'm like, are you serious? A bucket of balls. But then my my second year I worked at a course where she wasn't and like they were cooler about it. So they would let my buddy hop on the car, but no way am I taking like a threesome out like mm-hmm. greens fee and cart fee covered. Like no way would they be on that. Yeah. I've had it. I've, like I've, uh, I've, so I've worked at six different golf courses now and the public ones like that I've worked at are usually pretty, I used to work at Eagle Eye. That was my first course that I worked at. They, uh, I was strictly bunkers and there's like 150 odd bunkers there. Yeah. We have a course like that too. The bunker is like an almost an all day job, five hour job. Yeah. But so a lot of the courses like were cool with it as long as they weren't busy. The course I'm at now I'm at Western golf and country club. It's in Redford. And they, they're pretty cool with me playing on Mondays. Um, you know, they're closed generally on Mondays, so I can come out. I bring groups of friends. Um, and then depending on the situation, I can usually get out like on a weekday or something, as long as there's not uh, any leagues going on. Right. So they're pretty cool yeah. with it. They're, they're a nice course. That's, You're uh, also, aren't you the superintendent? I'm the assistant superintendent. Assistant super yep. still. But I'm I'm uh, pretty much head screenkeeper though. So, you know, the superintendent tends to do a lot of stuff with the the members and the clubhouse and makes and the general manager working on that side of things. And I'm I'm on course all day. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So you're much yeah, you're much more of the actual aspect of like do keeping care of the course. So are you yeah. doing uh, what does your typical day consist of? What are your like are you doing a lot of spraying, like mowing so, irrigation stuff yeah so i am usually i start my day you know say we're in june or july where it's hot i'm gonna start my day with irrigation stuff you know i'm gonna check the greens um i'm generally our main cup cutter that's one of my favorite jobs on the course setting the pins up for the day i love cutting cups it's so fun you do you get to be you kind of get to be the bastard of the day you know because yeah. every once in a while you're yeah, gonna pick a couple absolutely. pins that are like hey this is gonna mess with some people and i'm gonna hear about it but i love it and people all the time are like what got into you with cups today i was like i was like just play smart it's just play yeah, smart golf like, that's they're all they're like did your girl cheat on you or something right like, what, what, what no. are you so mad about you know what their favorite their favorite country club guys their favorite line is always i know if you got a blowjob or not because you're if you're in a good nude you know you cut good easy pot, uh, cups and if not you haven't been laid in a while all the cups are hard and you're pissed off they love <laughs> using that one sounds like something that the country club guys would say for sure yeah. 
but uh but, uh, so yeah i'll do cops and i i set everyone's job for the day um you know the crew reports to me so i make sure everyone i kind of have to figure out what's going on in the entire course all day you know because everyone comes awesome. to me like what's next and you know i have to You're have manager, something ready that managerial work that's that's like good stuff so i yeah. mean that clearly then you have a, a very like wide knowledge of how to run a golf course i mean yes yeah. i didn't I didn't real. that's a, a lot of experience you've got in yeah. different areas of the country too. Yeah. I've been around. I, cause I started at Michigan state. I started at Eagle eye. And then the year after that, I went to a public course called college fields. It's right there in East Lansing as well. And then you do your internship. So I went to Denver, you know, and you get experience at a top club in a different state and see how things go there. And I came to Birmingham country club. Then I went to Oak Point Country Club, and then now I'm here. I've just been all over the place. You get you get experience everywhere. Every golf course is different. That's really awesome, man. It's it's crazy that you know you can, uh, you know, with the the set of skills that you have, you can kind of take that wherever you want to go, and you know, find find work doing it. Obviously, there's golf all over the country, and you know, right. It's it, every city, every state has got a golf course. Pretty much, you know, not every city, but you know, every state has hundreds of golf courses everywhere, they, yeah. and they're all cool. Yeah. So you said that your typical day is, you know, managing, uh, you know, people and stuff like that. So like, do, does your club do like a lot of like tournaments and stuff? Is there a difference between like your everyday routine you guys would have and then between like setting up for like a tournament and stuff like that? Yeah. So our club and a lot of clubs generally do, um, you have like an invitational. So, you know, they invite all their buddies from different clubs to play. Um, they usually have something called like a member member where they team up with a member. Um, I'd say overall in the year, you probably have at least like five really big events that they like to participate in. And then they have smaller events throughout. Um, last year we had the GAM championship, the golf association of Michigan. We had the, the men's at our place and we're, I think we have the amateur championship coming in 2024, 20, something like that. Um, but those are fun situations to set up for you. You're, you know, you're go at like five in the morning, four 30 in the morning. And, um, you're making sure everything's pristine. The greens are lightning fast. Like, you, you know, we're prepping that for all week. And, um, that's, that's fun for me. Tournament prep is very fun for me because that's high level golf. You know, I'm not setting up for Joe Schmo to come shoot a 92. You know, How many like times I'm, do you roll the greens in a tournament? So. Uh, rolling is like a progressive thing. So what we do is say we got tournament starts Thursday, mm -hmm. uh, probably Tuesday we'll roll. And then Wednesday we might double roll, you know, which I mean, it's like you'll oh, roll yeah. in the morning and roll in the afternoon or For something. Sure. And then Thursday sure. tournament day, you'll probably double roll in the morning. Just like he rolls the green once, then he goes back and rolls it again. And then you tend to leave it like that for the day. So you're kind of trying to build up to, um, that point where you're going to get the fastest are these 18 hole tournaments or are they multiple rounds uh they're usually like invitational usually goes all weekend um men's club championship is usually our men's club championship actually does one weekend of stroke play and then that gets whoever into match play next week and then oh. they do match play to finish out club championship which is really cool that's a fun tournament so then are you are you double rolling every morning of the tournament so you so you do your roll tuesday double roll wednesday morning afternoon and then double roll morning each day of the tournament yeah we uh that would be pretty much the likely um like that that's the situation wow. we do pretty much every tournament like that and if you don't do the double roll for whatever reason like maybe you know some days it's real dry and your greens are fast without rolling you don't need sure. to so uh um so it's all be, condition wise but that's generally where we would be uh what would they run at in the tournament, like on the stimp? Do you guys check that? Yeah. So we, uh, we tend to not, so we use a stimp. We like this. We'll, we'll use it to gauge things, but we try not to give numbers all the time just cause like people get set okay, on a fair. number and then they'll say, they'll say this is 11 and then it's not an 11 or it's 11 differently because of, you know, wet conditions, whatever. Um, we will generally be at an 11 or a 12 though on tournament day. If the okay. conditions are right for us, we should, we should be at an 11 or a 12 the way it's a Donald Ross course. So he's got some nice sloped greens. And so sure. we, uh, no it, we don't need to do too much sometimes to make it, you know, 
where it's going to be challenging on the day. Right. 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 And obviously that's a range based on conditions, but yeah, you can't be screwing people with 14. Right. <laughs> I've, I've had, there's one time there was a, uh, I believe it was club championship. It might've been invitational, but I put a pin out there that I'm pretty sure every single group, you know, said something to me because they were like, they're like, dude, that's impossible. And I was like, look, I'm just going off of these guidelines, whatever. And they were like, did you think about it? Like, no, but you know, every once in a while, they, that's what you're going to get in tournament conditions. You're going to have pins that are just, you know, it's about playing smart and being the best. Right. Right. So is there like, you were saying um, a second ago there, is there like a, a specific guidelines that you have to have for where the pin has to be? Like you have certain areas on the green that you can and can't go. So on a normal day, it's all up to my discretion. I kind of just walk the green. I get to a green and I say, I'm going to, this is where it hasn't been in a while. This is where, you know, it's, it's a Saturday. I might put it in the middle of the cup, you know, in the middle of the pin to kind of keep pace going. It's a little easier on tournament days. We like to give them um, a, a pin sheet so they can kind of know what's going on. Right. So I will, uh, that's when it's generally like they have favorite pins from the years. You know, those guys have been playing there for 30 years. And then right. it's just like the masters on Sunday, they have certain pins that are always there. Right. You know, so these guys want a certain pin on this on hole That's three. That's so cool. Right? So so we'll do that, and we'll try and make it a mix of, like, nice t- uh, hard holes, easy holes, things like that. Yeah, that's, that's – Wow. Cool. That – my – I mean – that is such a different level than like working at the Muni and shit. Yeah. It's that, that's just awesome that it's very, it's like tradition that you get to be a part of. So that's, that's super right. cool. Right. That's why I, I do kind of, sometimes I dislike there's a whole public and private aspect of golf. Um, I think everybody should be able to golf at every golf course and whatnot. Um, but I do understand it in a sense, you know, it's, you have the money to flow to a golf course that, and, and you're going to want it to be as good as possible. And, For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want quality mm-hmm. you, that you're, cause it, it is not cheap to, to run those golf courses. So not if you're going to have a, a, a limited group of members, mm-hmm. they, they're going to have to be paying for that. If, for if sure. you had to take a guess. So, so my golf course is, um, we're not a lower level country club. We're not a high level country club. We're about a, we're an affordable mid-level country club. What do you think like our budget for me, the ground crew to runs the crew is? What do you think we have, we spent in a year? For the year? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, I do. I really don't even have a fathom of a number. I could even. Put I'm going to go 1.5 million. Really? I was going to go high. I was going to go way. Oh, wow. Say like, four. okay. So you guys are right for the higher end clubs like um, Birmingham, Pine Lake, uh, Orchard Lake. They probably have anywhere from one, two to one, five. Franklin Hills has a little higher than that. We are at 750 to like 800,000. Wow. And, and that, even that we're sometimes like cutting it right on. Like we would always, we could always use more, you know, things like it's the golf industry and things are expensive, but it's no, you're right. It's not cheap to run a golf course. It's not, um, it, there's a lot that goes into it that people don't think about. Yeah. That's, that's a, I was definitely guessing high because I was scared that I was going to guess. <laughs> so I went higher. That's, that's all that's, it is. That's still a staggering number, but courses, courses number. in like Florida, um, they're closer to like one eight all the time, just because oh my God. it takes even more to go in there. You have different weather conditions and things right. going on. They need more. So much Tons of running water mm-hmm. too. I'm sure Absolutely. Expensive. So what, you know, is this a place that you, are you planning on staying there, staying there forever? Or you, you have like a bigger image and goal of like trying to get to like a, you know, a, a you know, like a, a PGA style uh, course that, you know, the tournament comes to all, you know, every couple of years or something like that. Yeah. I'm uh so right now I'm kind of at like a, I'm at like a decision point because I have been trying to leave my course. I want to work at a, a little bit higher club and I kind of want to move. Um, yeah. to a warmer state i think i, I want to go out west maybe you know there's all sorts of, of like, like we were talking yeah like we were talking about before there's golf courses everywhere you know yeah. and and they're all different and they all have different challenges and i like desert golf and mountain golf i think they're real cool mm-hmm. so i have been looking to to move on um 
So last, the past two years, I've been working at the Rocket Mortgage that's here in Detroit. I've yeah, been volunteering. Uh, some pictures on your Instagram about that. I was definitely going to ask you about that. That, looked like that really I mean, that has really changed. So that has put me in like a weird, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of weird debate, I guess, because that is so fun. And that's like what I love about golf. Like I'm setting up the, the top-notch course for the best players, you know? That's like cream of the crop. But at the same time doing that, those are the guys who work, you know, 60, 70 hours a week, all week, right. you're grinding, you're doing a lot. And the reward is nice, but sometimes the work is uh, maybe not as what you're doing. You know, I, I work hard at my course and I get to go home generally at four o'clock, three, four o'clock and, yeah. you know, enjoy the rest of my day, you know? Yeah. So but with like the rocket mortgage, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. I was just going to ask like, are the guys at that golf course working like that all year round or, or is it just kind of like tournament week is real intense in the other weeks? Are they a little more closer to like 40, 50 in the summer? I'd say they're closer to like pre-tournament. They're probably working 50 to 60 hour weeks generally. And probably wow. the man, the management guys, 60 hours. And wow. then come tournament week, they actually stay at the golf course. Like yeah. a lot of them oh sleep. My there a lot of them like you're you're basically working 4 a.m to like 8 p.m and you may not be doing stuff from you know 11 to 5 because they're golfing but they require you to be there because you know what if something goes wrong during the tournament all of a sudden the main line breaks or you know something random yeah. that you can't control and then you have to fix it you know so they're generally there almost 80 hours and they get you know they get paid nice and they get paid for it but that's 80 hours in a week. That's what, wow. 18 to 20 hours a day. You're, yeah, you know, 60, whatever you're. That's a Holy shit. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. I don't I think, think people that, realize. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Brennan. I was just gonna say, I don't think people realize that, like how much work a tournament. Yeah. It, that, that really blew my mind when I watched like the, the foreplay video, the behind the greens for, for wing. That was a cool video. You know, yeah. I, I didn't really. You know, I, I'd done a little bit of work with with maintenance and stuff over, you know, over a couple of years at, you know, obviously just like a bullshit golf course. But like, you know, so the the amount of effort and work that goes into preparing, uh, you know, a, a course for a PGA event is just is it's crazy, crazy. Yep. They put into that stuff. And so, I mean, it's it's definitely a hard grind. And it's like you're on a different like schedule than like everybody else in the world you know what i mean like you're yeah absolutely butt ass in the morning and then you're off at two three o'clock in the afternoon you know what i mean and you got the whole rest of your day but everybody else is working the nine to five and doesn't get off you know what i mean so like it's a, it's just a weird weird lifestyle you know yeah this year i was i was up at three in the morning i was there at rocket mortgage at four in the morning oh, i mowed greens and then i would leave and go to my golf course because wow. we don't have like a lot of staff so i was need, like i needed to do stuff still so i would go to my golf course i would start at three in the morning i'd be done at you know 4 p.m wow. my you know i'm and that's just me working at another course so those guys are there all day so how did you so, did the bid to do the rocket mortgage so um all the courses all the majors when they come around all the real tournaments they just they kind of send out an email and and saying like hey we need volunteers and you know, we, we would love the help. And, you know, for us in Detroit, it was easy. We don't, we haven't had a PGA event in however long since the right. Buick open. So I was like, I'm going to get on this. I don't need to, you know, so I just volunteered. You just volunteer your time. That's awesome, you know, you get free. I got tons of free rocket mortgage swag and I, they gave me a couple Carhartt stuff. That's it's free time. You're just getting experience. It looks good on a resume too, you know, hundred percent. and I think that's yeah. the biggest portion of it is that you right. go, but put that on your resume and be like, Hey, I worked a PGA event and cut greens for an actual PGA event. And like, you're going to get raised to the kind of the top of the crop of people that, you right. know, have done maintenance for a long time, but not necessarily on that level, you know? Right. And it brings all sorts of people in. So you get to talk from all the guys from different courses who, you're not generally seeing in the summer because you're all on your own course, but then you see them, you bounce ideas off each other, you learn things like, 
hey, if DGC is doing this for the pros, maybe I should do this at Western Golf and Country Club. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I guess, yeah. That's another thing. I mean, it's a, it's probably a huge like uh, networking event too for mm-hmm. all these different courses and stuff like that. Which is, you know, I mean, it's another really cool aspect. And that's what I, I really do enjoy so much about golf. And you know, just we're kind of running the stuff that we do personally is, you know, just how nice everybody is, you know, in the in the golf community and willing to help you know, each other out with, with other stuff, you know, it's, it's, everyone's all in it to kind of help everyone. And I think that's, you know, a super cool thing. So I want to interject real quick. Um, well, I have a, I have more questions too still, but I just want to give a little rock. Um, I was going to say rocket mortgage, but WGC workday update mm-hmm. real quick. Cause we are, we've got that live right now while we're recording. Colin Morikawa is three up. He just hit six iron. He hit it into some grass and a little knob on the bunker. And he has a short-sided chip now. And if we've seen anything from the concession all week, it's that if you are in a bad position, you can make triple. No problem. No problem. If if Billy Horschel somehow makes a birdie right here, which he's not going to because he has a long-ass putt, uh, but Colin Morikawa makes triple. That's going into a fat playoff, but he's probably not going to make triple because he's fucking sick and he's going to hit an amazing shot and make par and win. So Morikawa has been a fucking magician out there all day today. Every time he's been in trouble, he's been uh, getting himself out. So I, I wouldn't be other than that one chip he had. He had a chip that needed to go on the green and it went right back down to his feet. That was, I think, his one bogey he had on the day. But um, he's a he's been an absolute magician out there today. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. It looks uh, so. Anyway, back to our uh, previous conversation. Um, oh, Alec looks like he's oh he's back. Okay. Um, cool. I was I was gonna ask. So with the with the rocket mortgage, when you're working there, well, for one, they must see like, oh, you got a lot of experience because if they're trusting you to roll greens, I mean, that's a that's definitely a job I feel like they give to the like experienced people. They're like, yeah. I can trust you to do this. Yeah, no, I was, so it was my second year this year. So they knew I was reliable. You know, they know I'm just kind of known in the area generally, you know, there's only one assistant superintendent generally at most clubs and there's only one superintendent. So we all generally uh, know each other, you know? So, right. so they knew I was, you know, they knew I'm a hard worker. They know I know what I'm doing out there. They were able to trust me. Yeah, were you nervous at all? Like, is the, yeah, my, definitely. <laughs> if I fuck up one of these holes, it's gonna be a disaster. Could you imagine, like, fucking up and taking like a huge chunk of grass out of out of a green? Right, definitely. At hole thirteen, there's just a giant scalp, and I gotta be like, yeah, yeah guys, uh, I'm sorry. And they're like, <laughs> I definitely put some scalps in the in the edges of the rough off the fairways before, man. That always hurts to do that. You do it, and you're immediately like, oh. Fuck. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Did um, you were just talking about uh, Morikawa and Ish? Did you see? Um, did you guys see Hovland? Hovland. Yeah. Yeah, that shot was absolutely absurd. What he did out of that. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, double bogey, easy for me. Easy oh. double bogey. Easily, like I'm, I'm Saves putting up birdies. a solid eight on that hole. <laughs> and he just made that look so effortless. And then to knock down that putt after that, though, he still had like a ten footer left, and still mm-hmm. knocked that putt down after the emotions of trying to get out of that. Would I, we're, we're in for a real treat with Morikawa and you know, they're 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 special. They're really good and they're fun. Yeah, yeah he's been getting a lot more of the spotlight, I feel like, because he he already won a major and everything. And right. He's always at the top of the leaderboard. But Here comes Victor, oh, it safe. Victor is right at the top of the leaderboard pretty much week in and week out. And that, he is fucking special, man. He is so goddamn good at golf. And so is Morikawa. Morikawa is just nails at the end of these tournaments where you're kind of hoping he's going to, you know, fuck up because we had uh we had some money on the line for uh other golfers that uh same weren't same today, so um yeah so i was, I was pulling just, for hoblin morikawa yeah. just hit a little spinny chip he played it out left but he was safe he's got an easy i don't even know how many putts to win this shit right now he's struggling not to start cheesing right now so yeah. congratulations to morikawa i'm oh, happy for him even though i lost money yeah, who'd you who, you bet on uh, on Hoblin? Yeah. 
Yeah, I had Hovland and I had Hovland middle of the tournament, but I had Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, earlier. Okay, okay. So yeah, I yeah. had the, the Webb Simpson uh, grind when he birdied the first hole earlier. Yeah. I kind of thought he was going to make a run. He was looking good, but he uh, he kind of fell apart there. But uh, I know uh, Brennan had some money uh, elsewhere. Where where'd you have your money at today, Brennan? I had I had Tony Finau in the top five, and then yep. I I bet on Webb early today, and then when that stopped looking good, I put a little bit on Scheffler and a little bit on Hovland, and that was just a mistake, man. We sh- I should have just trusted Morikawa from the beginning of the day. I just last time at the PGA in that final round when he was up there, he just ripped it up. He was so clutch, and I guess you can't doubt this guy. Like he's he's. Like you were saying, he's an amazing, he's a generational talent. Like that one stat about the dispersion on his six iron being yeah. the same as the average pro's pitching wedge. It's, that yeah. is a it's ridiculous sometimes. stat. Sorry, what was that, yeah. Alec? We missed you a little bit. Saying no, it's insane. The exp- a lot. Of- oh. But his is oh. just, it's wild. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I I really enjoy following your your Instagram around and uh, watching what you do what you do on the golf course. So you said that your 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 uh, country club there, you guys are taking out a bunch of a bunch of trees right now. Is that, is that what you said before we started uh, before we started talking? Yeah. So uh, a lot of wintertime work involves tree cutting because it's it's messy. It's you know the the members aren't there to see anything and say anything about it. You generally get their approval for a lot of trees. That's something people don't realize. I have to get approved to cut down a tree. Like <laughs> they, they, sometimes people really like their trees. It makes no sense. There a lot of trees on a golf course are uh, unnecessary and they, they hamper the course. They, they hamper the grass, but we have uh, the Rouge river that goes through our course. And, mm-hmm. you know, over the years, it's just grown a lot of scrub brush and a lot of things around it. And so, we've cleared it out and we're kind of trying so you could see the golf course across the river and you'll be able to see a hole and you'll be able to see hole nine from hole eight, you know, and stuff like that. And well, it really opens up the golf course. No, that's really cool. I'm a big fan of getting rid of every tree on every golf course because um, yep. I'm an absolute magnet for trees. So um, the less trees on a golf course, the better. Mm-hmm. Hence why I play a lot of uh, link style courses where I don't have to worry about the trees as much. Um, so I can spray and pray a little bit and still be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Recovery game. Yes, the recovery mm-hmm. game is definitely strong. Um, but uh, when you're battling from uh, inside the woods all day, it uh, just leads to uh, bad scorecards. So not a big fan of having a bunch of trees on the golf course. Colin just drained a par putt. He drained a par putt with authority when he, he was three strokes up a nice like, 12, 15 footer. And uh, that's legend for him. Yeah. Legend. So is the deal. Congratulations to the young buck. Kepka came in second. So another back door. Keptic. That's Tony my bet. God damn it, Tony Fino. I thought top five Tony Fino was a lock. What now? You cut, you're cut. you cutting out a little. All right. I said uh, Fino top five is, you know, pretty easy money. Yeah, right? That's, That's his thing. But I should, you know, he can only get so many. And since he got three in a row, it's kind of like he was due for one a little bit further out. So maybe that was the lack on my part. But whatever, you know, we always got next week. So. Yeah, always got naps week. Um, so, Brent, you got got any more questions from my man's here? Um, I'm I, I think I'm good. We got a pretty solid little crunch chunk of time down here. So, so I, yeah. I got one more for you. What is your biggest pet peeve on the on the golf course that golfers do um, that you see as a maintenance man? Easy. It's this is easy easy money, and it's ball mark. Can yeah. I? Damn it! You said it. I was gonna guess it. Yep, it is ball ball markers. Repair your divots, everyone. Come on now. It's really uh, not that yeah. difficult. It takes two seconds. Just bend over. If yep. you don't have a divot repair tool, just stick your fucking tee in there. You know, it's so easy. Yeah. So yep. And everybody, I, the ones that miss the most ones, and I think people don't even realize is there are a lot of times where you miss the green because you green you hit rolled off it and rolled past it whatever mm-hmm. you just have this huge crater in the back of the green that oh, you know yeah. and 
but it's the ones that are like five feet from the pin because it's not even just the guy who did it. Okay. You're the jackass one, but then like the next group behind them, that was in somebody's way. Like, why don't you fix that? It's just, I think every golfer should, when you enter a green, you should look around, you know, if you're made a ball mark, fix your ball mark. If not fix a different ball mark, they're all over. And, and that'll just make playing conditions for everybody better. You know what? I even fix every time you're on the green, fix two ball, fix your ball mark and fix another one for sure. Like most, it's not hard to see one. You're going to see one if you just stop and look for a second. So how much more effort does that take for you at the end of the day or moving into the next day that you have to go back and fix all these divots for people that didn't repair their, their marks on the greens? (laughs) <laughs> is is actually when i uh when i'm cutting the cup and then i want to change pin positions yeah good spot unchecked ball marks there and now i got three four dead spots you know or just like little things and even if you fix them that's where it hinders me uh the most is, is my pin position might be altered because now this this part of the green looks bad yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. All right, Nick, you got anything else, man? No, I do. I think that that covers it, man. I, I really appreciate you, uh, you coming on and, uh, and talking with us for a little bit and, uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to have you come back on for like a, you know, a major tournament or something like that to, uh, to give us some, some inside scoop of maybe some, uh, some stuff that people don't know about for like a major tournament and kind of yeah, like that... for that or something like that. That'd be real fun. Give me, you know, give me some time in the summertime too, because you guys, things, you know, I can maybe explain to you. You don't get. I'll definitely uh, get you guys out on. Yeah, that would that would be awesome, man. I would love. I got you. Come and come and play on on your court. See what it's all about. Definitely. Yeah, I appreciate coming on, guys. This is a lot. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate it. Most definitely. uh, We'll we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Great. Great to meet you, you, Alex. Yeah, definitely. Peace. We got our worst call for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice, Paul.